Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Within the past uh, few days, both uh, the Islamic calendar and the Hebraic calendar have reached the time of the new year. And the new year is celebrated. And the new year in many traditions, including the English tradition, is a time of making resolutions for the next year. And it's a time of asking forgiveness what happened for what happened in the past year. So we are in a quest for forgiveness for our past and resolving to be appropriate in the future. In the attempt to change for the future, we set an intention that we will change. We say, forgive us for what we have done, and we will attempt not to do that again. So, true repentance involves asking for forgiveness for what happened, but setting an intention not to repeat the fault. Which means we have to, one, be conscious of the fault, and it's difficult for people to be conscious of their own faults. Um, Jesus said, you see the speck in somebody else's eye, but you overlook the log in your own eye. The ability to ask for forgiveness is an important concept within religion. In Islam, whenever we begin a zikr, the zikr is almost always begun with astafralazim. Astafralazim. What's that mean? What's the translation of that? It's forgive me. May Allah forgive me. So we, through the formulas that we recite, are reminded that we need to be forgiven. We don't necessarily even have to think about it, but we just have to partake in the zikr and it automatically is there for us. And this is one of the reasons for formulatic prayer, because it brings you to places where you might not go on your own. It takes you there. So that when you begin a zikr and you begin with astaghfirullah, God forgive me, you put yourself in a place where you humble yourself. You humble yourself before the Lord immediately as you begin the prayer. 
And you begin by acknowledging that he is the master and you are the slave. And in that relationship, you need forgiveness from him. In that request for forgiveness, we also have to surrender. Because you can't truly ask for forgiveness unless you've surrendered. Forgive me. What's that mean? It doesn't mean anything because the attitude towards forgiveness is not there. Somehow, we have to realize the smallness of our own existence and the smallness of our own being. Our sheikh would tell us, I am the smallest among of all of Allah's creations. I am the most discarded of all of Allah's creations. Meanwhile, we're sitting there and he's the one we're taking our instructions from and he's the one we're trying to learn from and we're hearing him say, I am the smallest of Allah's creations. Well, if he's the smallest of Allah's creation, then who are we who are sitting there listening to him? Well, we're the ones who need to begin to understand the nature of our creation. And that's why we're sitting there. We're the ones without knowledge of who we truly are. And that's why we need a guide to bring perspective to our situation and to who we really are. The understanding of intention is a deep understanding because if you look at it, if you look at the word, it means that you intend something. Well, what is it that you intend? What is the intention? And if the intention is to become appropriate, if the intention is to become good, if the intention is to follow Allah's laws, then we should understand that we are capable of being different than we are now. We are capable of creating a new self. That's the whole point of intention. The acknowledgement that there is the capability of creating ourselves in a different way and that we hold some of the responsibility for that. It's very easy to say it's all God's will. It's harder to say it's God's will, but I also have to align myself with God's will. And I have work to do in that alignment. And it's in that alignment with God's will that I become perfected, that I become appropriate, that I become 
within the nature of what I was truly meant to be. If there is man and perfected man, that means that there's different states of man. And if you want to move from one state to the other state, there's a methodology to going into that state. And what is that methodology? What is it that gets you to perfected man? And this is a mystery for many people because they only know what they know. They don't know beyond what they know. Only a man who plays the piano knows how to play the piano. One who doesn't know has to be taught. Along comes a teacher. Uh, piano teachers are not hard to find. Insan Kamal teachers are harder to find. But we found one. And now that we have found one, we have to look at what it is that he told us. And what is the methodology for going from man to perfected man? What is the methodology from being pure to being pure, from being impure? What has to happen? And his instruction was consistent, constant, and he always made the same points. We have to somehow purify ourselves. And what does that mean? That means you came here pure, now return to pure. How do we get back to what we were? Someone asked the child, where do you live? And uh, they give the name of a city. And then he asks them before that, and they give the name of another city. And before that, and they give the name of another city. And before that, he says, well, that's where I was born. I'll have to ask my mother where I was before that. Well, unfortunately, his mother's not going to have the answer. But the answer is that he came from Allah before that. And he came in purity from Allah before that. And then we came into this world, and we have had all of these things added to our being. And now we have to get rid of all these things. Imagine making nectarines. Well, in order to make a nectarine, you take a peach and you add a plum to it in some kind of uh, grafting. And then you get a peach plum. But if it's peaches that you want, can you reverse the process? We are in the process of reversing the process. And it's not an easy process to reverse. We have to reverse all of the things that we've picked up from 
the world. And what is it that we've picked up? Well, we've picked up whatever our environment gives us. We've picked up whatever the people that we're around give us. We've picked up that which we're surrounded by. It's very difficult to be still and inert within all of the influences that are around us. It's very difficult not to be influenced by everything that's around us. It takes an entire education to learn how to decipher between the influences that were appropriate and the influences that weren't appropriate. So many lies I've now discovered, but I have not yet recovered from all the lies that I have swallowed that are still hid deep inside of me. The depth that we have to go to find out what our influences are and why we react to things in the way that we react is a difficult process. And there may linger within us things that we're not aware of that still influence us. To be come surrendered to Allah means that we have to give up everything that we hold to, hold on to, that is not Allah. And what is it that we hold on to? And what is it that we keep hidden? And what is it that is truly considered important to us? And what is it that we can let go of? Well, it's easy to show up for religious rituals. It's easy to sit among a group and be there while the ritual is going on. For instance, when Bao was giving a talk, it was easy to come and listen to the talk. But then there are gradations as things become more difficult. It's easy to be there. It's not easy to stay awake. It's easy to be there. It's not so easy to listen. It's easy to be there. But after we listen, it's not so easy to incorporate what we're being told. It's easy to listen, but is it easy, are we capable of doing what we're being told to do? The responsibility for your progression lies partially within your own intention. So, when we listen to a sheikh, is it our intention that, one, I, I intend to come, two, I intend to listen, 
three, I intend to do what I'm told to do. Four, I intend to become other than I was through doing what I'm told to do. All of these things and many more line up for us in order for us to truly begin to change. So, if we want to change, we have to intend to change. If we want to change, we have to hold back all of the things inside of ourselves that are telling us not to change. We have an entire intellectual system going on inside of ourselves. And this intellectual system is working as hard as it can to maintain our position in the dunya, in the world, to maintain us as far as uh, our needs within the world. And this intellectual system that we have set up within us is not really interested in anything that it doesn't see, hear, touch, smell, taste, etc. It's interested in the elemental. And it's interested in maintaining a certain equilibrium in the elemental that it is satisfied with. And if it's not satisfied with, it tries to change that, usually through some sort of aggression. But if what we're looking for is to deny that intellectual process and look for what we can't see and look for what doesn't have status in the world, then we have an entire intellectual process inside of ourselves that's going to fight that intention. So the question comes, how do we fight the enemies that live within us who don't want to allow us to change. The enemies are within us. The difficulties are within us. They're not outside of ourselves. And one of the difficulties that we run into is we project enemies outside of ourselves as what's holding us back And we fight those, and nothing happens. Why? Because there are certain circumstances that no matter what you do will not get the result you want because they can't. You can't change yourself through external struggles. You can't change yourself by blaming the world. You can only change yourself through introspection into yourself and understanding what parts of you need to be changed and need to be let go of. And that's why all the zikrs begin with Astafar al-Azim. We don't ask for others to be forgiven. We don't ask for others to change. We don't ask for attitudes towards us to be different. We just ask that we be forgiven and that we begin to understand what it is within us that needs to be forgiven. What is it that we've done that's wrong? 
how have we harmed others? How have we harmed our relationship with Allah? What is it within us that allows us to do the kinds of things that harm our relationship with Allah? What separates us from God? And what separates us from God is what separates us from becoming insan kamal. You can't become a true man until you've reached a relationship with Allah. So, we need to know what those things are. And the things that separate us from God are the things that don't belong to God. Anger, hastiness, jealousy, miserliness, hate, religious differences, racial differences, intolerance, the inability to love. Now, for those who've never loved, talking about love is sort of senseless. It doesn't mean anything to them. So you can't talk about love to them. You have to love them. Baba used to say that some of my children come to me so damaged that I can't explain anything to them. All I can do is hold them to my breast like a baby and relieve their pain and suffering. Imagine. And all of us have sections inside of ourselves that the only way they can be relieved is to be loved. So, we need to learn to love. To love ourselves and then to be able to love others. But the part about loving ourselves comes first. And this is a purifying kind of love. The kind of love that forgives so that we don't carry around guilt and the kind of love that repents, which means it sets up the intention never to enter into that place again. If we can do all those things, then we can move forward. If we can't do those things, then we stay in place. And it's like treading water. And that's why in the ritual of the new year, we are reminded once again that the opportunity exists to start over. Every time we see a new season, we understand that the opportunity exists to start over. When the leaves fall from the trees, we know that the leaves will come back to the trees in the next spring. There's an opportunity to start over. Now, for us, we're not so subject to the weather. We can go inside and we can control the temperature. So it can be spring for us every day. And spring is that time of renewal. So we have to constantly be in the mode of renewal. We have to renew 
every day. And we have to set the intention to renew every day. Because fighting us is this entire intellectual process that's not interested in this intention. That's not interested in following this intention. That's happy where it's at and wants us to stop being so involved in other things because it hinders our progress in the world. It hinders our attachment to fame. It hinders our attachment to lust. It hinders our attachment to all of the things that the intellectual process is trying to accomplish. So, we have to cleanse ourselves. And if you know a little bit about Bao's history, you know that he spent time in the woods, uh, in the forests. And why would you spend time in the forest? To be cleared from the association with the world. In the old Sufi practices, when the tariqats existed, there was usually, after you had reached a certain level, a time set aside for people to go into a place where they were segregated from the world. Usually, two or three stories below ground, there would be a cavern dug out, and people would go there and for a period of 40 days and be given small amounts of food, and that would be the extent of their integration with the world. And they were there to be separated from the world. They were there to go into isolation. Isolation by themselves, so that they had the opportunity to spend time with themselves and to see themselves without the constant interference of the world. Why do men go to monasteries? Why do men go to caves? Why do men do these things? Because they begin to understand that the answers that they find in the world are not sufficient for them and something's lacking. So they're looking for an answer to those things. We live in the world and our path is to be isolated from the world while still living in the world. So, we can't enjoy the world too much. We can't talk about the world too much. We can't get involved in the world too much. The politics of the world shouldn't be the first words out of our mouth. Our relationships shouldn't be the first things out of our mouths. Our successes shouldn't be the first things out of our mouths. Our accomplishments shouldn't be the first things out of our mouths. 
What do they indicate when all we talk about are the politics or the successes or the relationships or the fame that we've accomplished or the things we've accomplished? It means we love the world. And we show it through the way we express ourselves. What should come out of our mouths is praise of God and how we can express that praise. What should come out of our mouths is devotion to God and how we can express that devotion. We can tell a lot about ourselves if we just listen to what we say. We can tell a lot about ourselves if we just listen to what we talk about. Why are we so interested in politics? Why are we so interested in success? Why are we so interested in titles? Why are we so interested in accomplishments in the world? Now, that doesn't mean that you can't have accomplishments in the world. That just means that they shouldn't be at the forefront of your consciousness. That doesn't mean that we can't do what's appropriate within the world. But what it does mean is that even though we make believe we believe in the world, we should only believe in God. And if we only believe in God, then we should have more time for la ilaha illallah, la ilaha illallah, la ilaha illallah, than we have in talking about what it is that we just accomplished. Um, many of you know I practiced law for a long time. And they used to have meetings of the lawyers every month. And for a while, I used to go to them. And these meetings all consisted of every lawyer that you met would tell you about all he had done in the last two months. And after a while, I got tired of hearing this crap because that's what we all did. <laughs> and why did we need to reiterate it? I mean, I was ha the first three years <clears throat> I practiced law, I brought home everything I did, and I couldn't be comfortable because of that, because all these cases were constantly going through my head. But then after that, when I left the office, I left the office. And that's an important thing. When you leave your job, you should leave your job. Um, I've told you this story before, but I'll tell it again. Uh, I worked with an old lawyer once, and I asked him a question. He took me to the library, showed me a book. Uh, picked out a book, and the answer to the question was in a book. This is a, this is in a library of 3,000 books, and he knew right where to go. And I looked at him, and he said, yeah, I know, you, you think that's important. He said, don't become like me. This is all I know. This is all I can do. And that's what we become. If all we talk about are our accomplishments, we become our accomplishments. If all we talk about are our relationships, we become our relationships. If all we talk about is our job, we become our job. What we're trying to become is Rahman and Rahim. And how much time are we spending talking about Rahman and Rahim? How much time are we spending talking about the intricacies 
of the truth and how the truth enters into our being and how we change when we allow the truth to be with us and we let go of all the superficialities. We have to know what's important. We have to know what's important for us. And what are we asking Allah to forgive us about? Forgive us for putting things before you. Forgive us for when the situation comes, when we have to act, we don't say, what would be the right thing to do for God? We just act. What is the right thing to do for me? We have to place God before us. We have to place God's laws before us. We have to place God's intention for us before us. And we have to understand what that intention is. And we have to align ourselves with that intention. God wanted each of us to be holy. God wants each of us to be saintly. God wants each of us to incorporate the true qualities of Allah into our being. This is what he wants for us. Anything else that we do is superficial. Anything else that we do has no merit. Surat al says, those who don't spend their time talking about me and understanding the truth of my words are lost. So, we've spent a long time being lost. Let's spend some time being found. And how do we become found? By focusing on Allah. So, let's ask for forgiveness from not focusing, for not focusing Allah. And let's set an intention that we focus on Allah. And may that be the way we move forward and may it be easy for us. Amin. Amin. Ya Rabbi Lalameen. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.